0: Hello, I'm Leah Crowley. Hi, I'm Kate LeBlanc. And you're listening to Our Five Cents. Disclaimer, we are recording this outside due to a little pandemic. So Big pandemic. Please, yeah, <laughs> please disregard any noises you may be hearing. We apologize for the audio quality, but we're doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. Trying to get another episode out for everyone to enjoy. Oh, yeah. Previously, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do
1: this anymore. Previously on R5 Cents, we were investigating URI's Graduate Student
0: Association. Here's what happened. So for a little recap, you were kicked out of a meeting. Yep. You talked to a dean about it. Went to go see the deans of the grad school. And he asked you basically to keep the story alive. He said, this is important. We need some answers. I think your story will help. He accidentally led you to an anonymous source that you met at TLC, a coffee shop off campus. Right. Which was unusual. Right. And the reason that they want the source wanted to meet at TLC. They didn't want to see they didn't want anyone to see themselves with a cigar reporter and potentially think
1: someone was going on and ultimately we ended up talking for like two hours about it. I learned a lot got a lot of information on background um, and it was able to really help me drive the rest of my story and figure out what I needed to look into.
0: So now we're gonna break down how this story wraps up. What the story is and everything that happened at TLC that yes. everyone's been dying to hear. Uh, yes, all of
1: our. We've been on the edge of our seats. Three listeners. Our six months. We've just been waiting for this. Oh, so yes,
0: absolutely. It's good to be back. For those who, or any, who still care. Or new listeners, let's go check Hello? out episode one
1: before this. Yeah,
0: on Spotify now. Now on Spotify. And SoundCloud. Anchor
1: and SoundCloud. Perfect. So basically when I went to TLC, I got a list of names from this source who only wanted to talk on background, um, and a bunch of contact information. So from there, I was able to kind of do the rest of my reporting, and this was this meeting at TLC was kind of like the catalyst for everything else. I was able to talk to like the past board members, the current board members. Also, I got a lot of information about what the actual trouble was, why people were frustrated with them, and it was just really critical to my reporting process because without that, I don't know if I would have been able to ultimately get that story. Everything just kind of fell together really well in reporting this. Obviously it's a sticky situation, so maybe well is not the greatest term, but it just all kind of came together so that I was able to report and this was essential. So I got a list of a lot of people, a lot of suggestions, and a lot of, like, background information. But the main two people that this individual recommended I speak to were Katherine Winters, who was the secretary of GSA from spring 19, and then Nick Constant, who had been the- who was the past president, meaning he had been president of GSA, like, two years earlier. So ultimately I got interviews with them because of this information.
0: And they had connections still with GSA? Yes. So. The main points that I have for basically was the information they gave on the budget, Mm -hmm. the quote that they are too dysfunctional, Yep. they had no budget transparency, they failed to get a faculty advisor, that there was a call for an audit, that someone went to Kathy Collins. Kathy Collins is the dean of student affairs, or president of student affairs. Yes, and she basically said, I'm sorry, I don't have jurisdiction over this. You're right, because as we talked a lot about last time, there's a super gray area with like the
1: academic of GSA and then the student life, which is mainly undergrad, so nobody really knows who oversees it. So these people asking for an audit, no one knew, everyone knew they needed an audit, but no one knew how to give it to them because they're a gray area. Nobody knows who has the ability to audit No them. oversight. No oversight. Yes. Yeah, exactly.
0: Also that there was no access to books. Yes, so the numbers was
1: a really big problem, which we'll definitely get more into, Yes. but everyone who wanted to see the financial documents
0: was struggling. We talked about in the previous episode how GSA collects money from every single graduate student at yep. URI, and it is automatically given to them. Through some calculations, basically figured out that that's around forty to fifty thousand dollars a year. Yep, that's not, that's just from like the student funds. It doesn't
1: include whether yeah. I don't know what the university gives them if they give them anything extra, but they get money from the student fund that I know of, and that's just from that. Their constitution and their bylaws also stipulates that they should have some money in savings. So the fact they're not saving every,
0: uh, the fact they're not spending everything makes sense. Part of the issue is that they weren't, even though they had all this money, that people aren't really sure what it's going towards. Exactly. They weren't putting the money towards some things that they're supposed to, like reimbursing people for going to conferences. Exactly. So people are struggling to get conference reimbursements, like you said they are
1: GSA is supposed to do events in like the graduate village and graduate prom is a big thing that they used to do but like they don't do that anymore they haven't done it for a few years so it's like okay people are giving them money which is supposed to be like an activity tax i guess they're not doing anything with the money other than paying themselves it seems
0: they were spending around 25,000 yes and 15,000 of that 25,000 was in stipends. Yes, which so, leads us to our the biggest revelation from those sources. There'd been an alleged stipend
1: increase that was supposedly not regulated um, by the larger Senate, which it needs to be, and that was one of the biggest issues that people were having, and kind of why my story started because that wasn't authorized, and that's against the bylaws and the constitution.
0: So Nick Constant said. That the ratification for the stipend increase mm-hmm. happened at Muse, and for anyone who doesn't know, Muse is a bar, a yep. restaurant, a tavern, and bar, yeah, tavern yep. near URI. Yeah, right outside of URI, probably like ten minutes away. Nick had said that the uh,
1: the vote had taken place there. They all voted around the table, uh, which is obviously very much so against the bylaws and the constitution of GSA and any. 501c3, really. Yeah. Well, a 501c3 is a nonprofit. 501 501c3 is a non so an independent organization, which is, we talked about this last episode too, but that's why the university was having trouble getting oversight, because they're independent, but they also have to go through
0: URI. There was a lot of different information on whether the stipend increase was legitimate or not. Right. There were people saying it was, there were people saying it wasn't. Basically, what matters is that it happened, and their stipends were increased, and they got the money. A lot of confusion was around whether or not it happened
1: because they have such a lack, at least when I was reporting, reporting on this, they have such a lack of notes and meeting minutes and records of their history over the years, so like, they're allowed an increase if the Senate had ratified that and voted on it, but the issue is that they didn't, to what I've understood throughout the process.
0: Which brings us to the person who was sort of in charge at the time, which is Jackie Brito. Yes. So Jackie
1: had been the treasurer, I think she has been with GSA since 2014 or 2015. And she had been the treasurer for the past couple years, right before she became president in the 2019, like 2020 school year. Ultimately, when she ran for president, there wasn't anyone to fill the position as treasurer, and their constitution stipulates that without a treasurer, the president serves both roles. But over her presidency, many had come forward and said, Okay, I can do this job for you, I'll be the treasurer, and still she kept doing the job rather than handing it over to someone else. I had emailed Jackie on the GSA account many times. And then ultimately I reached out to her personal email, struggled to pin down a time there because she was very busy, which I understood. Sent many emails, tried many times. Finally, I'm probably like a month into this thing and I still hadn't talked to the president of the organization. So finally I get a time with her. And that's kind of when you come in, because this was a
0: funny thing that
1: happened to us on the
0: day of the interview. Kate and I had class together Mm -hmm. before the interview. I remember just being super excited that you finally scheduled this because- I was like starstruck. I was like, I can't believe this is gonna happen. (laughs) Like I don't actually believe it because I've been trying so hard at this for months. You were telling me about her. You described her to me because I had also been keeping tabs on the story, Mm -hmm. I was invested, and you had to go to work after class. Yep. And I was going back to the office, where the interview was scheduled to happen. I'm in the office, and I was just doing some work, and all of a sudden this woman walks in, and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, no. I said, oh, are you looking for Kate? Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah, but she wasn't... The main point is that she was an hour early. She was an hour early. I was still at work. Yeah, and so I'm panicking. I thought that this was gonna be the interview gone. I frantically was like, let me text Kate. Kate, what do I do? She's here. Do you want to send me your questions or... Because I was worried that she was gonna say, oh, I actually can't do two. Mm -hmm. Basically, I was like, Kate's in work until two, can you wait or come back? And she asked me for a copy of the paper, I think, and said that she would come back. I remember thinking it was really weird because it did seem odd, considering there was email record of the time that you guys were supposed to meet. I was at work, and (laughs) frankly, This doesn't speak full of me on being a good employee but i was
1: like (laughs) i was ready to like leave work right away i was like i can't miss this interview i will not let her like evade me any longer whether she was doing it on purpose or not i don't know but i was like i need this 2 p.m comes around and i'm like running to the cigar office across campus and i'm thinking the whole time she's not gonna be there ultimately got the key walked downstairs and she was waiting outside the door getting her perspective was critical. I wanted to represent every side of the story. Obviously, she has different feelings than everyone else, so that was critical, and I was so glad that I was able to talk to
0: her. Without Jackie, there wouldn't have been a story.
1: Yeah, I wasn't gonna report a story that was just everyone criticizing her for things that went wrong under her. I wanted to hear what she had to say, and you know, everyone needs equal opportunity to advocate for themselves, Mm so that's why it was really important that I got to talk to her. So I got her perspective on a lot of the stipend issues, which is incorporated a lot into my written story. There's a lot going on there, so I won't get into every detail. And then she also informed me that their budget had been frozen by the graduate school dean's office while they kind of figured out what was going on with the stipend increases and everything.
0: And it also seemed like you might have prompted that. Yeah,
1: it seemed that everything was happening now because I had kind of started poking around and asking questions. You a- you point blank asked her, right, about the stipends? Yeah, I did. I said, what happened with the stipends? I, d- I wanted her side of the story. She said they had been regulated. She also emphasized that if people had asked for their financial records, like the books that they kept or she kept, they would have access to them if they were authorized. I remember this really specifically because she was very clear, like, only if they were authorized.
0: This is a snippet from Kate and Jackie's Um, conversation. So if somebody were to ask you for
1: that, they would receive access to the financial records from you. If they're a person that is authorized to receive
0: it. And who would that be, so to speak? I think for the... How do I you this? At this point, Jackie started to talk online about other university website, websites and ended up saying reports. this. Some,
1: some places post some information about their budget, yeah. others don't post anything. Yeah. I, I can't even say who's allowed from who's not. That, that's something I guess I have to go and research sure. to, to clarify.
0: For the record, there had been people on oh. the e-board requesting to see the books. For years, there had been people asking to see the books. So
1: have people asked for that in the past?
0: No. No. Okay. So the only person who had access to them? She was the only person that had access. Jackie was the only person with access to the books. And the ability to give access. Right. Which is why a lot of the blame, I think, fell on her. Right.
1: Ultimately, I had been doing a lot of interviews and one person I interviewed who wanted to remain completely anonymous had told me about the secret meeting that they had had at some point. So Jackie had called the
0: meeting with last year's um, executive board. Also, just to add, we're not the ones who are calling it or have coined it as a secret meeting. No. They themselves defined it. It was referred to by many members
1: of GSA, like as the secret meeting that was called. It was definitely
0: something that was purposely low-key. Is that a good way to phrase that? Purposefully swept (laughs) under the radar? Below the radar. Yeah, kept below the radar on purpose. Swept under the radar rug. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, the meeting was swept under the radar bro. Yeah, Don't you absolutely. guys know that expression? The meeting happened, and I had heard about it through someone I was talking to. That person had sent me a recording of,
0: like, basically the whole meeting. And the biggest takeaway from the secret meeting was that the secret meeting is kind of like all their meetings. The secret meeting was, like, not published on their website. Like, their meetings should be.
1: Their meetings were definitely published on the website last minute. It should kind of be like a calendar of, like, pre-decided meetings and there was only a certain
0: amount of people invited. It was informal. The minutes from this meeting were deleted. Yeah, there's no minutes from the meeting. And there's really not a lot of minutes from any of the meetings. There's a lot
1: of like old minutes that I found on their website from like 2018, but I haven't had access to meeting minutes until they were passed out at the final meeting I went to, which we'll talk about.
0: Basically, they don't have public minutes and There probably should be. Yes. Especially considering how if there were records of minutes, it probably could have helped with the whole situation they're in. Right. This brings us now to the third and final meeting.
1: GSA's February meeting, the deans of the graduate school, Dean Zuia and Dean DeBuff, both came to the meeting in order to kind of observe, help straighten things out, and communicate with the GSA as a whole. Like we've talked about previously, I was kicked out of their first meeting, obviously didn't get the invite to the secret meeting, (laughs) but the third meeting I had previously interviewed Dean DeBuff, and when I talked to him, I asked him about am I allowed to be kicked out, I couldn't find anything there, and he said, basically said to me, no, like, you're allowed to go, if they don't let you in, feel free to come with me. So I was able to go, With the deans? With the deans, yeah. They were already there when I got there, but like, I felt confident that I was
0: sitting there because I was like, okay, they'll back me up if they try and ask me to leave. Basically what happened in this meeting, DeBuff became their advisor. Yeah, so ultimately Dean DeBuff, who is now interim head of the grad school, he was made their,
1: the GSA advisor. They voted on it. He was approved. Also, a lot of the meeting was spent trying to figure out the stipend issue, their future plans talked a lot about Jackie as treasurer, and they requested all of their like bank statements for the past four or five years previous. So they wanted all of her semesters worth of bank statements for when she was treasurer, and they also wanted the semester before she started so they could compare. Also at the meeting, at the very end of the meeting, everyone was kind of wrapping up. It was the last thing on the agenda. Uh, Gabriel DePace, he was the webmaster of GSA, still is. To my knowledge, he passed around a document of a list of reasons why Jackie should be recalled as president and then put the motion on the table to approve the recall for the next meeting. The motion passed, so at their meeting next month, which was March, at the meeting in March, they were going
0: to vote on whether or not Jackie should be recalled or not. That meeting with the document and with the deans and everything they requested kind of wrapped up your story. Yeah. So I had already done all my interviews. I
1: interviewed a lot of the people involved. I just kind of needed that last information. And that was kind of when they were getting to the point of clarifying things for themselves. Ultimately, it wasn't that clear, but it was important that I went and I learned a lot about what was going on from it so i asked josh jalinski i think his name is and he was the vice president previously but there had been this whole big thing about how he had resigned but he was at the meeting kind of acting like he was still vice president so i approached him at the end of the meeting and just said hey like i know i didn't interview you because he didn't want to talk to me but how do i refer to you in the story are you vice president or have you resigned and he kind of went back and forth on it for like two three minutes and it was like no, I don't want anything to do with it. I'm not vice president. I, I'm allowed to include his name because he was at the meeting, he was talking at the meeting, there's open meeting laws, so I wanted to make sure I had his title right, just out of respect for him and accuracy for the story. And um, it kind of just goes to show how everything is pretty wishy-washy. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say that. Everything's super wishy-washy. No one knows, like, who's responsible for what, past or present. It's just confusing, and that's a lot of their problem. Ultimately, um, Jackie was recalled. Uh, The vote was approved nine to three. Uh, And they voted on the other two positions, vice president Josh and webmaster Gabe. Both the two men remained, but Jackie was voted out. Josh Jelinski, who was previously the vice president of GSA and was the one who I spoke to about not wanting his name mentioned in the story. And saying he wasn't the vice president. Claimed he wasn't the vice president, is now the interim president. Because of his position as vice president. Because, yeah, exactly. Something recently that we noticed. I came back to school and I wanted to do a follow-up story because obviously I heard about this recall and I checked the GSA website and are under construction there's a message right when you click on it that says we're under reorganization right now there should be more information middle of september so basically the website right now is gone the website's gone there's no tabs on it the records are gone too records yeah everything is gone while they're reorganizing and we have reached out i've reached out i'm really interested to see what happens when the website comes back up
0: Yeah, keep on the lookout if there's more. That wraps up the GSA edition of R5 Cents. You might be sad because you don't get to listen to our podcast anymore. We have exciting news, which is that we will be introducing a new podcast within R5 Cents. The first episode of Your Walk to Class is coming out tomorrow. We'll be covering URI news. If you don't get a chance to read the paper, we'll be highlighting the... Important news of the week. The best thing about it is that episodes will only be 10 to 15 minutes so you can listen to it on your walk to class. If you have any questions, concerns, story tips, story ideas,
1: anything of the sort, feel free to contact us at uricigar at gmail.com. All our specific contact information is listed at roadycigar.com. While well, you're on our website, Feel free to read the GSA story on my profile and check out the newscast that Leah produces every week. They're great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and feel free to check us out on social media at Rody Cigar. You can listen to R5 Cents on Anchor, SoundCloud, or Spotify. I'm Kate LeBlanc, And I'm Leah Crowley. And this was R5 Cents.